0: Students of Exeter. Have you craved a nutritious, affordable meal that can be delivered right to your doorstep? Ever considered spending those dull Tuesday nights in snuggling up with your housemates having a curry? Well, now you can. Karana's Curries are a student business based in the heart of Exeter, producing handmade curries with recipes passed down through generations of Asian heritage. There are a number of flavors available to satisfy the spice-phobic among us, as well as the Billy Big Bollocks who fancy an attack of the senses, and all this for as little as five pounds. Go follow Karana's courage on Instagram and if you use the code, the rain card, when placing an order, you get free delivery. So what are you waiting for? Pre-order for Tuesday night using code, the rain card to make every Tuesday night, a little bit less dull. Back to the studio. Hello, and welcome back to the rain Card podcast with me, Billy Whitten.
1: the only tragic
0: trench we're back who would who would have believed it mate we are back and better than ever
1: i, I agree we are back than ever. we've had a seriously good term three seriously busy term three down in exeter we've got loads to tell you about what we've been doing and cricket in general down in exeter as well as the ashes so there's a lot to talk about today how are you feeling
0: i'm good mate i'm good i've been keeping i've been keeping busy with a bit of work at a vineyard uh getting ready to collect some grapes in October. So that's been exciting. Uh, I've been, I've just been sort of recovering really from what was a manic M three. I you know I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, so a bit of withdrawal symptoms there. But yeah, I, I'm ticking along nicely. Along nicely. That's what we like to hear. Yeah,
1: I've been doing pretty much the same as Bill. I had a bit of time off after, um, uni, just a couple of days to just reset and get get some fruit and veg in my system. Nice bit of just shift work before I started my placement, which I started a couple of days. The the in the big city of Swindon or the big town of Swindon.
0: So yeah. Ta- the big town of Swindon, enlighten us. What is there to do in Swindon that there isn't to do in Exeter?
1: Uh, they've got a magic roundabout, which is a roundabout where you can go around both ways, but I can't <laughs> drive. So I can't really experience
0: Oh, <laughs> right, so the only, the only amusement in Swindon you can't actually do. I might need to try, try and sample that. I mean, I, I have said to you, I will get up in the summer, have a look at your lodgings, see what you've got going on. But it sounds like you're busy for the meantime. How is the placement going?
1: Yeah, it's, it's The placement itself is actually really interesting. I mean, all the people I've met have been really nice, pretty supportive. Even like the most senior people I've met, I guess they're all there. They're all me at one stage. Mm. And they all seem pretty supportive and keen to help. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty happy. Office is really nice. There's a gym on site, which is always a big plus. It gives me a year to actually get in shape and eat healthily. I'll <laughs> be texting me on a Monday afternoon. Thank you fancy getting to the pub for a couple, which turns into eight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Are
0: there, are there anybody down there that you think you could be forming a, a lifelong bond with yet? Or is it too early to tell?
1: I think it's too early to tell. I mean, you don't even know which sort of people are going to be with actually yet sort of how the projects and uh, I don't even know how the different divisions intertwine with each other that well yet. I don't really know who I'll be working closely, but there are there are definitely people there who who seem good fun and the sort the sort of lads and lasses that you like to go to the pub with.
0: Nicely. It sounds very promising. Uh, do you reckon you're gonna be getting withdrawal symptoms from not being next to when we start? Because obviously now everyone's going away there. Like the summer for now uni students is to work to get money for the for the for the university year come September. What do you reckon you're gonna be feeling when we get to that point? I think with
1: uni life in general, it'll be okay because me and if you don't know me and Bill, we lived in different houses this year, but the the two of us, your house is pretty much all staying next year whereas my house is all going on placements. So I think at least I'll, I won't have to worry about missing that house environment because I'm going to go back to it and fourth year with pretty much the same people. And the main thing that I'm going to miss is the cricket club.
0: Yeah, we're going to miss you too, Trey. I mean, work is already going on behind the scenes with the cricket club. A lot of things to be announced in the near future. Uh, a few bits yes. to keep, keep it on. The social media is now being updated, all the new badge. Oh, okay. Very nice. Uh, this afternoon I've been trying to sort out whether we can get coaches for games for Bucks next season, hopefully that should be alright and yeah, just yeah, go I've
1: got a really exciting idea for you that I thought I'd, I'd uh, display on the uh, I didn't even tell you about this beforehand so okay. if you're social media Gabe May, I hope you're listening, Freddie Hanbury did a stellar job this year, I hope Gabe can do the same the social media, I'm not sure if if you see the play cricket honours boards Yeah, I think throughout the summer we're doing a University of Exeter uh, on his board. So seeing everyone's play cricket, how they've done, if they've got fifers hundreds, or just good at performances in general. And I think with 250 critters you're going to get at least 10 or 20 good performances each week. Yeah. But this week, some of the special mentions that I did when I did my weekly play cricket store, Ed Brewer who got 140 odd, Will Chesterman 140, and a three for Taylor and Poo even got 100, and Devon Prem. Uh, Max Bailey six for four. So there's a lot. There's a lot to be proud of there. So I think Ooh. if we can form some for sort of honors board and put it on the umc every week, it would be pretty nice.
0: I, I don't want to discredit Ed Bruce hundred, but Rob Harris plays a higher standard of club cricket than him. So let's not get too excited about the level that he is playing at.
1: <laughs> that is very. But he still did a score one hundred and forty.
0: He did. So I'm yet to do, and I presume you're yet to do as well. i have prob- probably gone for a hundred, but not scored hundred yet.
1: I've never gone for 100 in a game, actually. I think I've been taken off far too quickly before. It (laughs) takes them only a couple of overs before they realise I'm crap. And in fact, I'm playing for my uh, new company, RWE, on Thursday, so I'm quite worried about that. Are you? you? Who are you playing against? I don't know, it's like a Thursday night, last man stands uh, sort of game. Really don't know what to expect. They said the standard was pretty low, like Sunday level, so I, I might even on the stronger end of the spectrum which would be quite nice because that doesn't normally happen only when you're playing you know, Cam McGill and Alex Fritt of it normally happens but I'll take don't it Don't
0: worry about the eights mate don't worry about the eights so, under new leadership next year we have no idea who it's going to be yet but touching on club cricket how have you been getting on at home?
1: Uh, I played my first game of uh, proper club cricket this weekend it was it was pretty long uh, out of the 45 overs game oh, I batted 11, but I was like a god some might say five overs one made in north for 19. Uh, in fact I snicked off a 14 year old 15 year old on about his third delivery and we gave him the benefit of the doubt and I, I was a bit annoyed about that because I could tell that he, he was a better player than just a 14 year old and they didn't give him out they were like oh Cause i think we thought we'd get him out pretty soon afterwards he went on to score a ball 29 and i had him the zero so i was fuming about that but west end one anyway managed to chase 225 which is always nice had a bit of beef for the oppo when i was umpiring but there there we go how do you do bill
0: how have i been doing uh asking will lucas is probably the best bet for that because he won't want to tell you uh i've been getting all right i've been getting all right somehow playing in the first level at Seaford alongside Will Lucas. And this weekend, I actually bowled before him. I actually bowled before him. I bowled my nine overs to 28. No wickets, unfortunately, yet for the season. I'm just very, being very economic on going out my duty. And obviously, Will, being the the selfless captain he is, brings himself on for the last four overs and picks up two cheap ones. So, judging, judging of that, who do you reckon is having the better time, Tredge?
1: <laughs> I would say you, but he, he scored a couple of runs, considering... No one else scores runs.
0: Yeah, but it's the same every week. It's a quick thirty, and then getting out caught. It's the same every time. Same every. Time. Well,
1: do you get this weekend though? Remind me with the three.
0: Got six, mate. Got six at, coming at coming in at nine because our number eleven broke his thumb. <laughs> so I was bumped up a place from ten.
1: Nice. Um, anyway, Bill, on, away from our pretty surely standard of cricket, let's talk the Ashes. How do you think the first couple of
0: tests have gone? Oh, the first couple of tests. I mean, it's it's not gone well based on the results, I have to say. And I think for the first time since Stokes take over captain, people are debating the style of play we are using. I'm, I've am i never been a massive fan of going at it all the time. I think there's a time and a place for it. But I also don't think we've lost these games on basketball decisions. I don't know about you, but I think the first test we lost, when you look at that scorecard from the third innings when we batted second, that no one scored about fifty. That's what we lost to. We didn't lose in the declaration. We lost it in that period there. Yeah, there was no partnership.
1: And everyone built. One of them got out. Even the two players got forty. They never really got forty together to mm. put straight under a bit of pressure. They were always taking wickets. But there was never any sort of flow built in the second innings uh, of that game. Yeah, I think and then no, go on, go on. I are going to. I'm going to touch on the second test as well. And second test. Controversial game, obviously, with the the Mitchell Stock catch, which was not a catch. I don't know why Glenn McGrath threw a toys out the prep And then, obviously, the Johnny Birstow stumping or run out, whatever you want to call it. Worst bit of sportsmanship I've ever seen on a pitch. at Lord's, the home of cricket. So I thought we'd be unlucky with that. And I'm I'm still a big believer in what Ben Stokes and uh, Brendan McCullough are doing. And if I, if I had to point something out of this, there was an interview with Stuart Broad. He said, I don't care if you lose 5 nil I want five good games of cricket. And they've had two good, game- good games of cricket and unfortunately fell on the wrong side. Not that I agree with that statement, but they're really, really good games of cricket. They've both gone to the final day, albeit slightly rain assisted, they've gone either way. Just really fantastic, fascinating games of cricket. Getting more people into the sport. And hopefully, if we win at Headingley, which is somewhere we very. Uh, rarely lose that we can sort of take form into the last two tests and maybe swing it around, but I think strange things have happened.
0: I think I, like many of the many of the English English support base, will now start to worry about Baseball. I think, I think the, the the first two games you'd have expected us to go one all, but worse, I'd say maybe lost at Lords, one at Edgebaston, based on like not like not based on the games that happened, but based on the slight like, before we even started playing. And to come out 2-0, meaning we have to win all three, when I still don't think we know our best 11, it's quite worrying, I think. You know, I was a massive advocate of Bairstow from the start and his keeping has probably let us down in quite a few occasions, probably too many for this level. Uh, but we still know our best bowling lineup. I think Anderson shouldn't play the next one, but should play Old Trafford. I don't know if you agree with that.
1: I was going to ask you a question, just ask you a yes or no answer. I've got written down and
0: passed it? Yes or no? What Would you say, sorry, is he passed it? Yes or no? Is he passed it?
1: Mm.
0: No, no. But then it begs the question how good is he in conditions that aren't favourable in England? You know, in Australia, he goes doesn't get that many wickets. Abroad, he'll go and bowl once, but at the start of the game, that'll be it. So he'll be good with a new ball, that'll be it. And now when they're making pitches that are quite flat, he's quite a one-dimensional player. Do not think, that he's he's he was good. Uh, he's all, but the thing is, beforehand he's
1: always been economical. So when we went out to India uh, during the COVID in 2021, um, he was really economical and and bowled bowled overs throughout the whole test at, at going at one and that can build pressure on. But right now he he doesn't have that consistency. He's he's lost a yard of pace, which makes it easy to bat outside your pace. And Obviously, they have made flat decks, which makes the bowl on, but I, I do think he's lost it. Uh, he's 40 years old, which is remarkable Remarkable to be a test grifter, let alone a seamer. So, I, I unfortunately do think he's lost it. Well, so uh, in my eyes, he going to be playing another test.
0: I think give him, give him old Trafford, give him his home ground, and if he doesn't do it there, I'm happy to agree with you. But I think that's the, that's the one that I want to see him do first. Yeah, I'd like the 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 romanticism
1: of him not playing the next one playing at Old, Old Trafford retiring there or retiring after the last test but taking a 5 or a 6 or a, at the Jimmy Anderson end at Old Trafford I think that would be quite nice
0: what would your bowling line be for Henley because I think the batting line oh does it yeah go for the whole team we'll go for the whole team should we go for the whole team together and see what we'd come up with for, yeah uh, Crawley and Dic- have
1: actually batted pretty well satisfied with both of them yep um
0: three is obviously going to be Dan Lawrence now do you think oh do you think it's that obvious because having read the Telegraph today I know shock that it looks like they want to move for uh, Brook up to three
1: what who do they say what and Esther at six Stokes at a five
0: folks at the seven i appreci- I mean I, I I didn't pay for the full article unfortunately but I reckon it was probably that
1: oh so you're so you're pretty you're pretty well read for today billy that
0: i read the headline (laughs) i read the headline that's all i needed she's like yeah but what would you go for that doesn't matter what they think what would you go for but i don't think dan lawrence is that obvious a pick
1: i would i would personally go for james vince but there's no chance that's happening i I can't see why they ever look past him especially as just if you want your number three just to get 30 every week and let and Stokes and you've got so many other great players but just let them be consistent and give the 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 time for Root and
0: Stokes and all these other fantastic players to shine I'd go for James Vince at three what about you Bill? I mean um, I've, I've always loved Dan Lawrence. don't get it wrong and that is a and he still has yet to reply to me so please Dan if you listen reply to me but I think Harry Brook at three would be an interesting result you know he hasn't scored any runs in the series so far so you wouldn't say banning him out a position is going to throw everything massively off. I think if you then have five best and stoke six or whatever you're interchangeable, then you can have that keeping position with folks at seven. And that sorts a lot of our problems. We've had that then also means we still have not eight, nine, 11 bowlers, or we can have like a own alley there at eight that off spin, whatever. But I think Brooke at three wouldn't change anything too drastically.
1: Hey, nice. I, I can, I can, I can sort of get behind that actually. Mm. And then, obviously, I'm guessing you're going root 4.
0: Yeah, yeah. root 4, Barso five, Stoke six, Folks seven.
1: Yeah, actually, i I might side with you for now. But then I just think you might be moving too many people. But let's go. Let's go for your top seven. I quite like that. The only yeah. problem is, are you moving too many people? Mid ashes and could shit on bathers and could go the wrong way.
0: But then. You are only moving Bearstone Brook. Brute staying, Stokes is staying, and folks is coming into the side, so I wasn't batting in anyway. No, I mean, you're moving Stokes up to five, which is still. I'd probably bet, I'd put
1: Bearstone five and keep Stokes at six. six. Oh, nice. And then uh, your bowlers, this, this is where. Are you picking a spinner? Yes or no? You're the pitch man. What was Headley normally like? Normally like uh, I think, or if we remembered last time, uh, line wasn't. In the game at all until the uh, until the fourth innings, and we and we still managed to hit him for twenty in an over. <laughs> and the, the northern pitches, uh, obviously cloudier um, weather in general, favour favour f- 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 seamers, just wetter conditions. So maybe, so maybe you go for seamers and just use Root.
0: The question is, is Joe Root good enough to bowl thirty overs in an in innings? And I don't think he is.
1: If you put four seamers plus, you only need to bowl fifteen.
0: Yeah, but then you don't want to be you don't want to be overloading bowlers, do you?
1: Yeah, but there, there there are some seamers that could just keep on bowling. They were just machines. I think we'll go on to talk about a couple of
0: them when we talk about bowlers. I'll tell you one player that I think could easily get in, and it's it's Ray and Ahmed. I think he he, he for me would be the pinnacle of a basketball spinner. Quick quick with his leggies, get fires through his overs will come, come on for a decent 6-7 overs in switch switcher quickly. And he can bat. He can genuinely bat at number eight.
1: I, if, if we're going for a spinner, I'd like to see Ryan Armour in there. I think Mo and Ali is past. is past. And I don't think anyone near as good as anyone says. He's got an eye-catching cricketer and looks great. But he's nowhere near as good as anyone says.
0: Oh, I agree. I think when they brought Mo and Ali in, they panicked. They were like, oh, God, we need some experience here. We can't trust Rayan Ahmed, and they played him in one game. He busts his finger because he hadn't been bowling any overs. Oh, I think I, actually, going on that, then that's the most pathetic thing I ever heard. That he is coming for a test match, and has got a blister because he's not been bowling enough overs. What was he practicing for?
1: I am, I am completely with you, Bill. The fact that he, he, he it's not like he's a seam, and he's running. He hasn't even been bothered to bowl sixty balls just in a, like you would in a spell, and just do that three times in a day. He hasn't even been bothered to do that. So what has he been doing the two weeks when he knew he'd been playing the Ashes?
0: It, it comes down to when he was, you, I remember, do you remember when he went over when we went over to Australia and Mo he was bowling absolute absolutely tribe. And you looked at when he was bowling and he was more worrying about pitching it than actually like landing it in an area, right? Like a good area. He was like, right, please land it. Please land it. Please land it. Not put it on a spot, like in play, use your variations. And that's what he tried to do in the first test. Just try and land it. And it was rubbish. It wasn't great at all. It was rubbish, but bear, like, let's think about the seamers then. So, who have you got? You got Tongue, Anderson, Broad, Robinson, Woods, uh, Potts, Folks, Wokes, Potts. Yeah, as a seven,
1: scrapping. I'm I'm scrapping Chris Wokes now. I just don't think. Yeah. Okay, so between those six, Josh tongue N. He's in for you. Robinson, N. Probably Chris, Bro- Chris, N. I think Chris Broad is the one who can win games for you in a spell. I think Josh, as we spoke about machines that can bowl long spells, Josh Chung is unbelievable bowling that many overs at 87 miles an hour. It's not like Mark Wood who can only bowl three, four overs. It'll be a little bit quicker. But Josh Chung is unbelievable bowling eight over spells. It just had a bit of heart and a uh, fight. And then I think Ollie Robinson is uh, just the horse's course of the English seamer. And I don't really want to rely on Anderson and Broad for too much longer because it's not good for any sort of contingency plan too.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think Seamers. I, I, agree, I definitely agree with two. Robinson and Broad need to play. They've been bowling really well this series. And I think more than anything, they give this series a bit of bite. You need a bit, you need a bit of controversy. You need a bit of aggression. You need a bit of rivalry in these games. Robinson, Robinson has been hated by every Australian, simply for one comment to an, to an Australian batsman. Like He has rattled everybody and is consistently picking up threes. He's in. Yeah. And Broad, you watch him after that best we We'll discuss the best incident in a second. But Broad, the way that he was just resilient and fighting with Stokes, I thought we were gonna do it just then. Stay together, knock it off. I was so confident, like for some reason, I was so confident they were gonna knock off 70. And I just think bowling-wise this season, he's captivated the crowds. When we went there at Edgebaston, I felt like I was doing it with him. You know, he was jing up the crowd, making sure we were with him, and it brought it all together. The last seamer, if we're going for three, is really interesting. Anderson for me, no. Pots for me, no. And then it would be between Wokes and Tom. Is that, is that who I'm missing? Are oh, we missing anyone else? I'm missing anyone else. Uh... Uh, no, I think you've got everyone there. On that base, then I'd probably go Josh Tan. He's taken a few key wickets. As you said, he just goes like a workhorse. And yeah, I mean, he can't bat, but he can stick around for a bit. Also,
1: the other thing is, have Jimmy, at, going back to Jimmy Anderson quickly. Something my dad said to me. It's like, well, when my dad bats, albeit he's 15, 15 years older than Jimmy Anderson. I think he's 55. And he's like, oh, sometimes I see like, the ball because as you get older, your eyes just slow down and not as responsive. When Mitch Mark obviously bowling at ninety miles an hour hit him, and he looked—he—he was—he was still in his position, uh, in his setup. Have the has eyes slowed down as well? Is he just really struggling with age this summer?
0: I mean, if we're going to—if we're going to analyse Jimmy Anderson's batting ability, that seems slightly harsh. <laughs> and, and his fielding—he's he's dropped some sitters. He has. I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. He has dropped a few dollies. If, he,
1: if his name wasn't Jimmy Anderson. He would have been out for this side and been ridiculed all over Twitter because his two first two performances me have been embarrassing.
0: Yeah. So what have we come to? We come to going three seamers and and Ahmed. Is that what we've gone for? Yeah, have, we.
1: He got the mystery spinner. Got the got the googly. Got the got the quick leggy. I, I like that more than going for uh,
0: Mooney Alley. So Crawley, Duckett, Brook at three, Root, Bestow uh stokes wokes comes in ray and Ahmed comes in and seam tongue and no a tongue broad and robinson oh, I, I I, i've actually got now i got access to the rest of the telegraph article and they're claiming that brooke is going three and anderson and tongue are being rested with Wood wokes and Alley coming in
1: Wood, Wokes and oh what's it so they've got Ali at seven, wakes at eight. Yep. So I I don't think Ali's that good with the bat anymore, as we saw how he batted in the first innings. No. Uh, I think that, that could be a long time. It's, it's not like a bad folks who yeah. does just bat for a long time.
0: He felt a bit like a walking wicket, I thought. Ali felt a bit like a walking wicket. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Just irresponsible
0: with, with the bat. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean... I just want to. I want to see a win. I, I don't really care how it comes. I mean, there's all this. Oh yeah, we want to see a team playing well. If we could just please get a result, lads, and let make this series last more than three games in our own country. Yeah. So only the best incident. What do you reckon?
1: Uh, as I think before, it just got cut out there. It was so embarrassing for any Australian. I don't get how at Lord's, the home of cricket, they can give that give that out. It's just not in the spirit of the game. If you look at any the history, it's all about the spirit of cricket. It goes against any, any of that. I don't think anyone's in a club game ever thought that was appropriate at all. And it's, I I thought after watching the test and I actually got a good opinion of Pat Cameron and I held held him quite highly in my head and retract that appeal, quite disappointing. He, he didn't,
0: uh, so yeah playing devil's advocate best so tried a similar thing in earlier in, earlier in the earlier in, in the test match uh mccallum has been sent to do it before do you think that changes change anyone's opinion or anything and whether the australians feel justified to do it
1: they've done it as they're walk, walking back into their crease and not at the end of an over they clearly come back tactics back, and then as as the umpires would normally go over bowled. And that they've never done it in a point where the Bulls have been presumed, presumed dead. Yeah. So I think, I think that, that's where that's where it's slightly different. The Bulls have been presumed dead and it just goes against the spirit of the game.
0: And quotes after from Ben Stokes include that he would have taken that appeal or he would have revoked the appeal. And McCullum said that he wouldn't be having a beer with them anytime soon. Do you think Stokes would have retracted the appeal? And what do you think that means to the rest of the series going forward? think Stokes would have
1: retracted that appeal, especially considering it was at Lords and in a different environment, maybe if you went to Edgbaston, which is probably the polar opposite to Lords in terms of cricket environment in the UK, but I, I do think they would have retracted it anywhere. And certainly without that shadow of a doubt, it plays it does, uh, it does create an, uh, it is influential what ground the game's at and they definitely would have retracted that appeal at Lords.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree. I think the the brand that, that Stokes is building doesn't fit into that sort of remit with doing those sort of things.
1: No, it's all
0: about making people enjoy cricket and love the sport, isn't it? As well as winning, of course. And that isn't a feel good feeling. And coming on the long run, That was dra- that had drama, that drama, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. I never thought the old the old men in the long run would would be like that. But my goodness, and David Warner bit back. I bet it would have been amazing of that lunch.
0: I know, mate. It was, it was mental. I mean, you saw Kaua just set, sk- squaring up. Warner had to be held back by a steward I'd never seen anything like it in my life, and that—that—that—that that, 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 that was the point where it then hit me how controversial it had been. I didn't like people like Owen Morgan and Strauss talking about it on, on, on the Scott on Sky Sports being like, "Oh, well, he's out." Well, yeah, he's out. out. But that is not. That is not the spirit of the game. And cricket is one of those yeah. games where the spirit is higher than the law. I'd say. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, even, um, even when Strauss went and said, "Oh well, it's half-price tickets today," so that might be why the 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 long room so rowdy. Especially when that when that study's come out recently around the about discrimination in the game, and he comes out saying something like that, totally unacceptable from Strauss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see that too. And moving on from this, because we don't want it to tarnish the Ashes series and cricket in general, I think we'll leave the Ashes talk on how I've shown you our size and we have thought so far, and hopefully England can get back in it at Headingley. But just before we do a, a slightly altered version of a quiz, a different little quiz game today, um, me and Billy had the pleasure
0: of commentating and watching do the music as well. So how do you think that all went, Bill? Varsity, God, what a day. What a day, what an experience. Uh, it was better than I could ever imagine, really. You know, the the pleasure of commentating throughout a day and being on the mic was brilliant. The idea of doing the music was a lot was a lot more stressful and that wasn't planned, but I feel like we, we managed that. Yeah, and,
1: it was it was high stress.
0: Yeah, it was it was slight chaos when the DJ set up his booth and then just left and didn't come back. You know, that was a bit confusing as to why that had been agreed. But you know, we continued. Uh and yeah, covered both games. The women, really good result for them against albeit a mismatch side eventually, but they still performed well. And then the men, oh, the men, Trench, had the men go. Oh, the men the men were fantastic.
1: Probably best game of cricket I've ever watched in my entire life. You know, don't normally think low scoring to twenties are that expert on 150. Some some great gritty knocks from Luke Muslin and uh Bill Buck and it was just a great, great inning to to ma- to manage to keep them under a 150. I think they were one four two all out. Just amazing wickets everywhere. I think it had everything of Arsene's really.
0: Yeah, and and just the the final finish, you know, they needed what seven to win off three. And James Ball scores a run out secures a run out. And as you can see from many videos circling, circling the media we were on the pitch and it was one of those memories that you hold for the rest of your life, I think. Yes. It
1: uh, it was just unbelievable. And I, I sat when arthur ran on the pitch and there were people and the DJs finally did some work after, the you finished. And there, there was all the cricketers on the pitch. Everyone stayed uh, dancing in the, uh, around the DJs, a Red Bull van. I just sat on the grass. And I looked at everything and I was like, wow, what a club, the current committee and everyone else, you and everyone else who's been involved. What a, a brilliant community and club that we've managed to make this year. There's so many people who've been a part of making it, but wow, how, how well everyone involved has done. It was, it was just, it was just a fantastic day out, fantastic feel good feeling for the whole club. Everyone gets along with each other. There's a real one club mentality didn't have probably anywhere near as much in first year. So I'm really happy to see it all working out.
0: Yeah, well, we it's, it, it's a culminate culmination of so many different emotions throughout the year. Disappointment, not being able to do socials for a couple of weeks. Excitement, it all came back. Even 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 now, me being so excited to go back in September, I can only imagine what you're feeling like to be back in September the year after. It must just be such a buzz to think, wow, this year is going to be tough, place-wise, but when I come back, Oh, what a year it's going to be you know it's going to be worth it and i'm going to have
1: enough money to be able to be able to buy 20 stocks under an FA's.
0: <laughs> yeah and maybe even go for committee we never know do we
1: oh we never know billy, billy i'm going to be plugging it a hell of a lot in the next year so i will be cut out <clears throat> I, I i i i i will be putting it on a mcc story vote only treasure for future club captain
0: is that what you're going for yeah
1: I'm not I'm not sure what I'm going for a club cat from a VC does seem pretty attractive
0: I still think you being a social sec would be the pinnacle of my life just seeing that happen
1: yeah it, it would be pretty fun but then I do quite like admin and organizing things
0: we could just put someone rubbish at CC like I don't know like get Will Lucas into a fourth year he can be the face of it and you can do so set but then also do the club captain admin
1: yeah but and then I I wouldn't really want a man that looks like a rat to be the face of our club
0: <laughs> it's currently the face of seafood, mate. That's the worrying thing.
1: It's a scary, scary thought. I
0: just, wanna, I just, just want to say, mate, Sorry, I just want to say, I've, I've now, I've been sent by a few of my mates from, from seafood, the, the names of the people that are banned from the MCC. Do you want to guess their first names? Three of them. Uh, do they all have the same first name? No, no, no. Uh,
1: Michael, Charles. And Oliver, I just went for my for my three names.
0: Humble as always, mate. Uh, no, the three names in full are... So one of them is Bartholomew Frinton-Smythe, the second, Humphrey Wigbert-Porter, and the third, Quinton Breckenbridge.
1: <laughs> they, they, they seem like they're pretty rough around the edges.
0: <laughs>
1: Tough upbringing from them. I get why they were angry. <laughs> yeah. They might get a short incentive mediating orders, what's called extraordinary circumstances.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, surely they're just going to pay a fuckload of money and come back next year.
1: Yeah, 100%. Although
0: they're not very good games they're going to see, are they? Yeah. What, they're going to in Eastern Sri Lanka? Next year? Yeah, 2024 tests.
1: Do we not have India?
0: I think that's this winter. No, we've got South Africa this winter, isn't it? Hmm. We haven't had South Africa
1: for a long time, so surely we're touring there this winter.
0: I'm sure they released the su- the summer dates today where West Indies and Sri Lanka.
1: Oh, did they? Oh, that's terrible.
0: I no, a, a poor summer of cricket ahead next year, so we've got to enjoy this one while it lasts. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, that, that's, that's my part with the members done.
1: Yeah. And now, Billy, just to s- finish off this pod, we we're doing a dip, slightly different game this, this week. It's a simple game. I thought we didn't have time to write loads of uh, guest cricketer quizzes after work today. So we've just gone for a simple higher or lower game. And the theme for this one's higher or lower is test runs. Okay. It's starting with Steve Smith. He's got 8,000 uh, odd runs. Okay. Exactly. He's got, oh, no, oh he's just got 9,000. I see 9,113 runs. Does Joe Root have more or less than that? More. He does have more. You're, yeah. you're, you're very much right there. You've got this point, Bill. See how far you can go. He's got 11,000. 168 the next person on the list is sir donald bradman does he have less or more than joe Root?
0: Yeah. donald wasn't exactly in my era of cricket i can't lie uh i'm gonna go more oh billy you're incorrect oh uh, that's annoying he, he's only actually got
1: 6996 we'll continue through the whole thing anyway just so those that are playing on and got it right see how far they would have gone but uh, just because back then they only really played England in Test matches, so just didn't didn't have anyone near as many Test matches played. Yes, but silly me. The next silly one, me. Is Chris Gale.
0: Chris Gale. Uh, I'm going to go more. The reason you asked, I'm going to go more.
1: Yeah, more Chris Gale, and more Test matches than uh, Don Bradman.
0: That's horrid. That's horrid. That's
1: horrid. And Don Bradman's top score is only one more than Chris Gale's top score. So they're pretty much the same player.
0: <laughs> Controversial.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, has got seven thousand two hundred or so. The next one I've got on my list is the nicest covered driving cricket, Ian Bell. I'm gonna go less. It's more.
0: He's got seven thousand seven hundred. Fair, fair. I played the odds there and I got them wrong. I played, the there, I got them
1: wrong. played with the odds. I'm going for the real badges will still be in. Who which one of our listeners do you reckon is in now?
0: Uh Charlie Van. Abroad will be still in and Charlie Harden will still be in as well. Yeah, I
1: think that's a that's a fair assumption. Adam Gilchrist, higher or lower? Than what, 7K? Higher lower than 7.7K. Higher. 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 It's not higher. It's, it's lower. He's only got 5,500. Oh, I guess right. for him, he played in such, he, he played in such a good uh, Australian side, so batting number seven, he didn't always need to bat. R-King, Ben Stokes. Higher. Yeah, he's got 5,900. Next one is Alex Stewart, one of England's all-time appearance makers. Higher? What'd you go for? Higher. Higher. You are correct. Yeah, come on. Next one,
0: KP. What was what was Alex Stewart's? Uh, he's got 8,500. Lower from Peterson.
1: Yeah, KP is on 8,100 or so. So you have a role here, Bill. Nice. Uh, two months ago. Okay. Hashim More. He played for ages. Yeah, he did play for ages. And he's got 9,282 So for it. Come on. The top score of 311 against England as well. And last one, finished off the Bang Billy. Kumar's own cut, More or less than Hashim Amla. Gonna go less. less. No, he's got more. Oh. Like 12,000. That's poor
0: knowledge from me there.
1: It's all right. Do, do you reckon Charlie Harden made it all the way through? I reckon he slipped
0: quite an obvious one. Yeah.
1: well We'll, we'll see how he did. And a, another fun fact I've got for you about Kumar's own car when I was doing my research. Second half of his Test match career, whilst he was wicketkeeping, he averaged 66 with the bat, which is just ridiculous. Fun fact
0: well, for you, Bill. That's pretty flat. That's pretty flat. I'll give him that one. I'll allow him. quite that. good at cricket. Yeah, he's pretty handy. But yeah, it, and that wraps up for the I guess the returning episode, you know, we'll try and, do, we won't be able to do this as frequently as we did at university. Maybe every couple of weeks we get to get them done. And we might try and get a few guests along the way. Maybe someone that's recently been selected in the 100 as well.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe, so. and I've got a, a good one as well who I've, I was recently talking to and was the reason that you can no longer hike cars from the AU because he crashed after a <laughs> uh, MCCU Win against Durham, so I'll I'll leave that up there. But there's a, there's a very exciting guest brewing.
0: That is very exciting. I can't wait for you to tell me who that is. But yeah, that was our that was our views on the Ashes, that we've been up to, and bit of an insight into what we got coming up. But Tredge, thank you for joining me, mate. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. You know it's the Rink, our podcast when that's saying is back. Thank exactly. you, and and I really want to say that again today. So. Love to see you, mate. Thank you everyone for listening. I will see you soon.